T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This time on Vet Story. Food, water, and relief supplies are trickling in to Puerto Rico. We are dying here. Only about a third of Americans approve of President Trump's response to Hurricane Maria's devastation. As far as Puerto Rico is concerned, that's been going, as you know, really well. It's been total devastation. And I cannot fathom the thought that the greatest nation in the world cannot figure out logistics. We're getting truck drivers because the people from Puerto Rico, the drivers just aren't there. They're looking for their homes. They have a lot of other problems. Tip, how long have you been away from your wife and kids? Uh, right now, I've been away uh, coming on a month now. It's been over a week since Hurricane Maria left Puerto Rico in shambles. And as we heard in the intro, San Juan Puerto Rico's mayor, Carmen Yulín Cruz, and President Trump have widely differing opinions on how smooth recovery efforts have been going. But far from the sandy beaches of Puerto Rico, I met a veteran who proved that people are on a mission to help. Tim Young, Surge Capacity Force Liaison for FEMA. Nice, and if I had to ask what Surge Capacity Liaison is? Uh, Surge Capacity Force is our uh, augmented uh, team of of personnel that we send down from other agencies. So uh, when a disaster is large enough to where we need supplemental staff, uh, we can request uh, assets from other DHS agencies and then uh, beyond that, uh, other federal agencies in the executive branch. And uh, my job is to coordinate with the points of contact for those agencies uh, to ensure that their folks are taken care of as they volunteer and go downrange. So suffice to say, you're like the chess master. When stuff goes down, you see to it that the pawns and the knights and everything gets to kind of where it needs to be. That's what we're trying to do. You can add that to your business card if you want. Chess master. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Now, full disclosure, I met you taking the train one day. And couldn't help but notice your lanyard said FEMA on it and thank you for your service. And before we even get into disaster relief and FEMA, you and I share kind of a unique bond and that we're both veterans. Tell me about where you served and what you did. Uh, From 1992 to 1997, uh, I was in the Marine Corps. Um, I served uh, most of my time at Paris Island uh, doing training and education. uh, from there, I went to the uh, Army uh, and spent another year and a half uh, from 97 to 99. Uh, I worked for the uh, commanding general of Fort Riley as part of the secretary of the general staff. Um, and then I, I, I exited and uh, started firefighting and emergency management and ended up in FEMA. Very cool. Rewind, just say a few weeks ago, I believe we were just experiencing the aftermath of Harvey, right? You and I were talking about the hurricane in Texas. Uh, I believe uh, you were on the way to the ballpark for uh, to do some work, and I, I was on the way into the office. 
Um, I believe that was uh, Harvey and Irma. Uh, Maria hadn't even uh, Maria was on the radar, but we hadn't even uh, seen the devastation from that yet. Um, so from there, uh, uh, I've been here for since uh, the beginning of September, and uh, we're still pushing to uh, take care of the folks, uh, our disaster survivors that are in need. So there we are. We talked about Harvey. We talked about all the good work going down in Houston and how you had teams of people that hadn't slept and just had been away from their families. And then we get hit by Irma, and you had teams. Talk to me about the people that you knew that had to go serve down in Florida and help those people recuperate. Um, just give me like a rough approximate numbers of people that you've had on the, uh, you know, on the ground and kind of the hours they work. Um, I. I- can't really speak to numbers. We we have hundreds and, and actually thousands of folks now deployed, uh, not only from FEMA but from the other agencies uh, that have lended a hand. And uh, the the average shifts are uh, six to seven days a week, uh, ten to twelve hours a day, um, and then we we rotate in shifts depending on what the what everyone's job is. And and we do everything from administrative work to logistics to um, situational awareness. Uh, so uh, basically any skill is going to be needed. So now you're up here in Washington, D.C., kind of overseeing it and getting it staffed. Talk to me about where some of the boots on the ground, where these men and women come from. They leave their hometown, and are they firefighters? Are they, you know, talk to me about their background. Uh, we have everything from, uh, you know, first responders, firefighters. Uh, our uh, USAR teams, our urban search and rescue teams are all uh, deployed uh, doing uh, disaster work. They went from Harvey uh, and, and now have moved into the, uh, Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands uh, to continue the outreach and, and do those search and rescue operations. Uh, we have uh, FEMA staff that come from all kinds of different backgrounds. Uh, some of them are uh, administrative folks, some are uh, heavy in response. Um, back home I do training and exercise um, and so in home being Kansas City uh, so we all uh, pack up our gear uh, when we get that phone call, and uh, I have a wife and three kids at home that uh, probably want to see me someday, but they also understand that uh, I've got a job to do, um, and uh, they constantly remind me that they love me and, and uh, you know appreciate everything I'm doing. So um, the, it, they understand the sacrifice too, but it's always rough to be away. Uh, it reminds me of, uh, of military deployments. Now, so I can put it in perspective, how long have you been away from your wife and kids? Uh, right now, I've been away uh, coming on a month now. Wow. And while one doesn't sound like a significant number, you, you do the math, that's four weeks. That's, uh, you know, 30-some days. That's, I, I mean, that's tough stuff. How old are your kids? Uh, one, uh, let's see, 10, uh, 13, or I'm sorry, 11, 13, and 17. Uh, and they're they're all boys, and they. Uh, I've matter of fact, I just was giving them instructions last night to make sure they take care of their mother, and and you know they need to take care of the household while I'm gone. And I think some of the hardest things uh, for them is that I don't have a, a date that I'm coming back yet. So uh, when they say, "Are you going to be back for Christmas?" I, you know, my answer is I don't know. Uh, you know, we we're usually uh, out at least a month. Um, some folks are out 45 days. Uh, I've had times when I was out for 50 weeks. Um, so at my very first disaster, I was gone for a year. Um, so I, I you know, it, it kind of all depends on, uh, what you're doing and what needs to be done, but everybody's happy to uh, be able to go serve. Right on. Now we met just after Harvey, of course, Florida gets slammed by Irma. 
more people go down there and serve. And then most recently, we heard this talk of Puerto Rico and how Maria, again, just devastated and already hurting Caribbean and, you know, those islands down there. Puerto Rico got the brunt of it. But there were those in, in the following days that said, you know, it didn't seem like the U.S. government did enough. It didn't seem like we reacted fast enough. It didn't seem like we maybe sent enough supplies. As a guy inside FEMA that's tasked with organizing these type disaster relief missions, what do you say to that? Did, did we let them down? Did we move as fast as we could? Um, I, I, I think that uh, all of us in FEMA, uh, you know, we try to stay out of the uh, uh, armchair quarterbacking and, and, you know, the opinions of everybody, and we just try to do our job. Um, we had folks uh, and resources deployed to Puerto Rico and, and the Virgin Islands before uh, the hurricane landed, as far as Maria. But uh, with that kind of a hurricane, that kind of devastation, um, pushing more stuff into an area that's already in a in a disaster zone and is going to take another hit uh, risks the responders and it risks the resources that are desperately needed. Uh, so t- sometimes we have to back out and kind of wait until it's safe for us to go in where we can do the most help. So whether the disaster is in Alaska, Antigua, uh, you know, top of the earth or the South Pole, the way we are going to react to it is going to be standardized, similar, and, you know, methodical, the same every time. Is that correct? Um, We have a... uh, a our standard operating procedures and our guidelines for how we re- we respond. And while every disaster is unique uh, and there's always unique things about it, um, we, we try to make sure that we are uh, standardized and, and moving uh, the most efficiently way we can and doing the most good we can. Um, you know, we have to tweak our plans uh, to fit those unique situations, but it doesn't take away from, from the, the basic response. So, um, yeah, we, we try to hit it as hard as we can every time. This is a, a long haul. It, it's, it is a marathon, not a sprint. And uh, we're going to be out until the job's done. Um, and, and I'm proud to be a part of that. And I, and I, and I really appreciate you uh, getting the word out that you know there, there are tons of us that are working hard on this uh, response and recovery. Nice, man. If you're here any time longer, I want you to reach out to me. And uh, if at a minimum, um, you know, if I can buy you a beer, <laughs> I, I damn sure would. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. And it's veterans like that we should all appreciate. Because when the disasters are no longer in the headlines, guys like Tim and the hundreds he oversees will still be on the front lines. That's Vet Story. I'm Phil Briggs, and I'll talk to you again on ConnectingVets.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.